in the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that didn't fire some of its talent this week for no reason. I, I Probably, I don't know, maybe. We didn't fire anyone, unlike WWE. Um, I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Fighting... District Attorney Vincent K. Bay, what's going on, man? How are you? I, I find it humorous that you say we didn't fire anybody, but there is somebody missing, so... There is somebody missing. He's not fired yet, but, you know, this is a no-call, no-show, so it's going to go on his permanent <laughs> record. Yeah, absolutely. Did they ever tell well. you that in school? School, oh, you better be worried. That's going to go on your permanent record. Like, who the fuck looks at a permanent record? especially the one from high school yeah yeah like like well i was gonna offer you the job as ceo of our multinational corporation but it looks like here back in (laughs) high school one time on your permanent record you skipped class and uh we just can't have that (laughs) anyways uh jlb comedic to have that happen yeah i'd i'd laugh i mean unless it was for me then i probably wouldn't laugh like what the fuck JLB might join us later. I don't know. He's been incommunicado right now, so um, we'll find out. Yeah. But we're just going to wing it just the two of us then instead. Just um, the two of us. Building castles in the sand. Just the two of us. You and I. So, uh, so yeah, I, I decided to wear my Finn Balor shirt this week so that you know, yeah. JLB wouldn't be all like, did you wash that Drew McIntyre shirt? I like the Drew McIntyre shirt, okay? Jeez. I love your Drew McIntyre shirt. I, I kind of want to steal it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it fit you. I don't know if it fits me. Like, to be perfectly honest, uh, big guys like us sometimes don't exactly know if shirts fit. <laughs> Anyways. Well, yeah, there's, no, there's no cut for yeah. big dudes. It's just like, like, and and we're built with broad shoulders and mm-hmm. less broad waistlines than typical big guys, and so, yeah. like, like you at least can shop in the big and tall section. Yeah, when you I, go to a big and tall store, you can only yeah. be well. The problem is, most big and tall stores are big or tall, <laughs> and so um, I'm not quite big enough to be big. I am tall enough to be tall, but I am definitely too big and tall to shop at a normal store. Yeah. So it's so. it's weird for me. Anyway, um, before we get before into happened, the wrestling crimes of the week, um, I would like to remind everyone Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So make sure to head on over to tatnusco.com and click on the network and listen to some of the other shows on there and then... You know, come back here and let us know what you thought and, you know, listen to our shows. We do the Fantasy Booking Institute on Tuesday nights and the WBU on Sunday nights. Um, 
this coming week is good. It's one of those things. I, I, I feel like we're a broken record. Uh, we just always talk about we don't get to do the WBU because there's a pay-per-view. But there's there's kind of a pay-per-view this weekend for, for NXT. So not this weekend, but this coming weekend, I should say. So uh, yeah, next week is going to be... Tonight, which is gonna no. Yeah. So we finally get in a WBU tonight, but... But next week it's going to be another pay per view review. I'm like, okay. Um, so I kind of liked when NXTs were on the same weekend as other WWE, like Saturday NXT, Sunday WWE, whatever, because then we just do a double whammy one and get them out of the way. Anyways, um, but we will go ahead and get into the crimes, and um, I, uh, as always, open up the floor to my co-host to see if he wants to go first or if you would prefer me to go first. I, I feel like when it's down to two people that there's an obvious obvious discussion to have, but it also feels like a redundant discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I kind of want to rate which ones of these are the worst or the most painful. Yeah. Um, that's That's... I don't know. Um, I didn't put any any into it because I thought this was going to be another firing episode. I really yeah. did. For the most uh, part, so that's probably going to be what we talk about. Yeah, um, I I have a secondary crime right, to the so. firing, but the firing's going to be probably the main main topic. So this week again, I mean, at least we can say WWE maybe sort of listened to us and thought, hey, instead of doing one huge round of firings this year. We just trickle in smaller rounds of firing, you know, um, every week or so. Uh, but this is another one of those weeks where suddenly we we got a bunch of firings this week. So um, the the bit this week was actually this week was actually tougher because it was it was uh, some big names this week. You know, on previous weeks, it was often just a, a yeah. some NXT people or something. But this week, you know, we had the biggest name. We'll just get him out of the road first is Braun Strowman, who a month ago yeah. wrestled in a WWE title bout on a pay-per-view main event. Yeah. And is now Gonzo. Um, and that's just a little crazy just to think of that there. Um, but yeah, like Santana Garrett. So, go ahead. They have, they have these conversations. They have, there's very serious conversations. A lot of stuff. And very recently, I mean, the last year, um, he he had the bout with his last eighteen months. He had the bout with Dyson Fury. Um, which is which is a huge deal. Like that's not something you when we have sport crossover like that. Um, it was a big deal when when Big Show and uh, and Mayweather did it. Um, you know those types of crossovers have been a big deal. Um, you have obviously he was the champion in the last eighteen months, the mm-hmm. champion. Um, he had a, a feud with Bray Wyatt. Um, was my everyone, but it was a horrible match. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, like this 
it wasn't uh, in 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 the white category. Um, probably it wasn't uh, a one in Kansas City. The um, what is it called? The Dalton match. Um, so um, at this juncture, I'm I'm. I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what's going on. It 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 does not make sense. I know that there, there's talk of uh, Brock Lesnar um, for Bobby Lashley. Um, the really yeah. part is didn't they just retire, didn't just retire uh, Black? Okay, sorry. You're you're breaking up a bit on my end. I don't know if it's going through on the live stream, so Okay. Let me let me move my mic here. Bye. Didn't they just rehire um Alistair Black's wife? Um there's reports Better. but but in in reality yeah, you're not breaking up so much here now. I don't know what's going on, but um okay. a, a, she was visiting the performance center. Yeah, it might have been something with the echo cancellation okay. was things um but so she was visiting the performance center there were rumors that she had resigned but it's never been confirmed one way or another um i would bet she was visiting for some other reason and, and dirt sheets jumped on the concept of of oh she's trying to resign with them um yeah. but we don't have any confirmation so Zelina vega as far as we know is still not with wwe uh, which is fine because her husband now, Alistair Black, is now not with WWE. Not with uh, WWE. And I, I would contest that's the biggest potential star. And, uh, Ruby Riot is a huge one. And to keep Liv Morgan. So, yeah. I don't know what the, the concept yeah. is there. So, the full list of the ones this week was Alistair Black, um, of course, Braun Strowman, we already mentioned, Ruby Riot. Uh, Buddy Murphy, Lana, and Santana Garrett. Now, Santana Garrett, we in a way kind of understand. She was on NXT, and apparently about six months ago, because wasn't wasn't she for a short period of time in the the Robert Stone brand? Or am I thinking of someone else who was in? Uh, it might have been her. Uh, yeah. There was there was a couple short lived people between yeah. Chelsea Green and and Layla. Yeah, and that was the deal. Is Leia, it was Leia, or... Leia yeah. It, there was someone, and Leia, that's it. If, yeah, I thought it was maybe I'm remembering wrong that she joined it and she was there for like two weeks and then she disappeared. And it's because she was apparently called up to the main roster, got up to the main roster, and then they were like, "Yeah, oh, we don't have anything for you." And so she's been just sitting around and yeah. catering for the last six months, doing nothing and. Like I don't, I don't have like memories of Santana Garrett's thing, wrestling. So I don't know if she was a uh, big talent or not. I mean, she obviously was good enough to get signed by WWE and and uh, be developmental. But whether whether that yeah. grand scheme of things means she was really good or not, or I don't know. We'll find out on the indies. But but Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy. Six months ago, was in a feud with Seth Rollins, uh, involved with Dominic and Rey Mysterio. 
Uh, you know, I mean, he was in a, in a big storyline and then just kind of fell off and is nothing. Ron Strowman, like we said, was a former WWE champion, former Universal champion, was in the main event of a pay-per-view a month ago. Gone. Uh, Alistair Black just made his return from the, a long absence Injury, yeah. with a with a much yeah, yeah, hiatus, I guess I should say. Yeah, hiatus. With a much hyped uh, video package, vignettes, or as uh, JLB would say, vignettes. Uh, and <laughs> came back and was thrust into a storyline and uh, came out and black masked Big E um, as he was facing yeah. off with Apollo Crews. And now he's cut. You know, and it's just it, these ones were a lot of like Lana. We kind of got she signed a big contract with WWE yeah, last year that all reports basically had it that that was to try to keep her husband Rusev around, and then they cut Rusev. So then they're like, oh, well, I guess we don't need her anymore. So eventually they get rid of her. Yeah, so I, I guess I understand that, but um, but Ruby Riot, you know. I was looking. There are only two underused tag on the main roster. Yeah, and there's only two full-time women's tag teams left in main roster WWE. It's because they don't care about it. They wanted they wanted the pop from it, and that's all they, they and, wanted. And I, so they might as well just get I'm rid of that women's pack. Go ahead. I I I really. I don't want to speculate, but I, I'm gonna. And and the reason I'm gonna is because I think it makes sense what I'm about to say. Um, I truly am beginning to believe that Vince is preparing to leave the company and um, wants to milk every nickel and dime out of it until, until he's gone. But the problem is that doesn't open up the sale um to be very to to be very lucrative i i don't i don't understand like if this is what you were going to do you should have taken daniel bryan and you should have done anything you could to to keep daniel bryan including overpay suzuchika okada including offer kenny omega 50 million dollars for for a two-year contract like anything you could do to make that happen so, um, so the reports reports have it, um, and this is I I word it entirely speculation, just based on what the company's done, right? I don't think there's any insider that's one hundred percent saying this is happening. Uh, I think this is external, but that uh, uh, WWE that Vince McMahon is trying to get ready for sale of the company, and. To get ready for the sale of the company, he's trying to pump up profit margins, right? So, for instance, say you're making $100 million a month. Um, If you cut a million dollars worth of salaries per month, then now you're making effectively $101 million, which pumps up the profit margins for potential sales. So people look and they say, oh, look at all this profit we have. Um, the reason I just I speculate on that I, I'm I'm hesitant to really buy into that is just uh, 
you know, you can only cut so much talent before you're you're value. Like, here's the if you're in talk to buy the New England Patriots, right? And the Patriots cut Tom Brady, you know, to clear cap and, and make profit margins better. You suddenly stop and you wait a second, wait a second. I was buying it because I, I wanted, yeah, I wanted the winning product. I wanted the, the superstars. Now you don't have all the superstars. Um, and yes, before, before people get in, I know Tom Brady doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. I uh, moved off to Tampa Bay and then they went off to a Super Bowl. Um, I get it, you know, whatever. Um, I'm just using it as, as you know, I would have, you know, been like, I'm backing out of this. I'm going to go buy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now because they've got this winning product. Um, so, so it, it, that's why I just, I don't really buy it. However, to play into that a bit, reports have it that Braun Strowman, uh, two years ago, renegotiated his contract. His contract was almost up, up and he renegotiated it for a lot of money that he was one of the higher paid talents on the roster. And that this, him, what was that? Hundred thousand a month. Hundred thousand. Guarantee was a hundred thousand a month. One point. Okay. Yeah, one point two. One point two a year. Yep. Which would put him in one of the higher paid ones, which would clear up a lot of for to use a a other sports term, clear up a lot of cap space. Um, yeah. Getting rid of him. I, again, but, I don't. I don't want to dog on Strowman. It's just the the problem is. If you don't wean these people out of a out of a title perspective, you're cutting the guy who was just in the title match, mm-hmm. who's just in this triple threat. Um, yeah, you're. I mean, fact less is, than two now years ago, in, held the title. in ninety days, if Braun Strowman shows up on AEW, yeah, in ninety days, if Braun Strowman shows up on AEW, it is a slightly delayed Lex Luger showing up on Nitro. Sort of a thing, right? Yeah, because it's someone that you built up to be a champion suddenly showing up on your uh, product. Um, if you'd have put him in a two month long losing streak, you know, and and worked him down the title, like I think Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy are are probably the most talented of the male wrestlers in this round, right? Sure. Um, but none of them were built up to be world champion material. So if they well, show up on another one. What? But Braun, but Braun was. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but, but this conversation kind of plays into what I was mentioning with my other crime. Um, my other crime is this is happened every time WWE has cut someone. And it happened a little bit more this week because on uh, Dynamite, Friday Night Dynamite last week, um, the, a big surprise for AEW was Andrade coming out. And uh, being signed with AEW. I mean, I'm sure he's going to wrestle still other places. That's what his contract reportedly stipulates that he can wrestle in certain other promotions. Um, but a big deal, you know, Andrade coming out, a former NXT champion, uh, one of the more talented wrestlers on the WWE roster. Um, former AAA champion. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things he's been. Yeah. Um, and he comes out, but... The the crime is to WWE marks and and AEW marks as well. They come out of the woodwork anytime some major talent 
major former WWE talent shows up on AEW or anytime some major WWE talent gets released. They come out of the woodwork with, we just can't have AEW sign Tom, Dick, and Harry from, from WWE. They need to invest in homegrown talent. And I'm so sick of that fucking dumbass argument. It is, it is stupid. To, to to think that you should pass up on a talent, a talented former WWE wrestler, that you should pass up on them just because they used to wrestle in WWE, right? I mean, I, I hate to, to break it to you, but almost all the biggest stars in WWE in the Attitude Era and up till now, almost all of them have backgrounds outside of WWE, right? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Triple H was a former WCW guy. Not for long, but former. Uh, Undertaker was a former WCW guy. Uh, you know, Chris Jericho, before he went to the WWE, he was in WCW. And, and to be perfectly honest, he fits this analogy even better because he was an underutilized WCW guy. Yeah, And that's like perfectly like Andrade. Andrade... Could have been a top talent and was never utilized as one in WCW or in WWE, and he can come to, to AEW and show that he's worth more than WWE ever gave him. But to use the football analogy I said before, if you're a foot an owner of a football team, you're the owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you don't sit around and think, oh, well, I sure would love to sign Tom Brady. He's a free agent, but I don't want people to think like we're just trying to hire all the old Patriot players, right? No. You say Tom Brady's on the market. How much money do we have to give him? Right. Yeah. Well, give and, and on top of money. that, oh, he wants his friend Gronk who's retired? Okay. Yeah. We'll throw some money we'll do at him that too. too. Yeah. We'll do that too because, you know, because uh, it's the chance to build a championship team. Now, here, here's the deal. I know the, before any of the, the marks come after me, we know that wrestling is scripted. We, we're not you know, trying to believe that, that they're actually signing champions, but they're signing talent, and they're signing talent that they think is good enough to raise their product, right? Yeah. And you would be stupid to pass up on quality talent just because they used to, to perform for the other promotion, right? Um, and so I, I've got reasons that I don't want them to sign Braun and they have nothing to do with the fact that he was in WWE. Uh, they have to do with the fact that I don't think Braun fits their product very well. And we may disagree on it. You and I, um, I know JLB probably would disagree with me on this. Um, I don't think Braun fits in the, the AEW product. I do think Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black fit in the the w or the AEW product really well. I do think that Ruby Riot fits in the AEW product. Ruby Riot in, in AEW could help launch that women's division up again more, right? Sorry, I'm playing. <laughs> um and that's that deal is I I would hundred percent I like but I just keep seeing these people who are like, oh, AEW just needs to avoid these people. They shouldn't sign the, no, the WWE talent. And, and, and I get what they're saying. Like, don't just sign WWE talent to get WWE talent. This is exactly what WWE did, was they signed a bunch of talent just to keep AEW from getting them. And it took guys like, like Keith Lee 
out of availability instead of leaving him in NXT. Um, the other piece of a, of the Andrade thing, just because I, I do see this as a misdemeanor minimum, but we're already talking about him. Um, what a crap introduction. Um, Smarks watched it live. Vicky Ferrero. Huh? Yeah, just as a whole. Just as a, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't So Smarks watched it live. Um, said, you know, El Idolio. El Idolio. Idolio. Um, showed up. And I knew who he was talking about immediately. And I'm like, all right, so Andrade's there. Um, I was still busy doing other stuff, so I get this text message. And JLB's like, don't, don't do a spoiler. Well, Smart's exact response was vindication when I said, I don't know if you can call that a spoiler when I watched it. Because it was uh-huh. like, eh, maybe. He's a big star. He's, He's a big star, but that was the weakest introduction they've done. Like, have him come straight into a feud. Have him attack uh-huh. Cody. Yeah. What a great well, match. I think they're... I, I think they're going to play off the feud because he's got a match coming up uh, for the uh, AAA Mega Championship that Kenny Omega has. So I think they're going to try to put him, uh, involve him in Kenny Omega and something okay. to ramp up for that. However, I like, I get it. Andrade doesn't speak English as well as a native, right? His English is a little bit broken, a little bit less you know presentable i get that his and promo so the, was fine the, his promo, the, but the i get the idea part of that promo is excuse me you yes. want to talk about you want to start throwing bones at people for using crap from wwe yeah. that's the bone you can throw yeah excuse me is garbage it was good in wwe it's dead now you notice jericho doesn't come out every single week and go you just made the list yeah. It was great when he had it, and if he brought it back once or twice, it'd be fine. Yeah. He doesn't say, welcome to Wednesday night, Jericho. Because yeah. here's the deal. Excuse me, excuse me, was a gimmick from WWE that came out of a storyline in WWE, right? So it's referencing something that doesn't exist in Adam. And then the she says, excuse me, unjustifiably. Like, there's no reason for it. But the, the biggest thing is, I, like I said, I get the idea of giving Andrade a mouthpiece to help uh, get past the fact that he doesn't speak English as well as, as some others. But here's the thing, right? You have better mouthpieces. You have Alex Abrahantes, who currently has been doing being the mouthpiece for uh, uh, the Lucha Brothers, Penta and, and Ray Phoenix. Uh, he, that's already his gimmick is being the mouthpiece for someone who doesn't speak. Have him create a whole stable of this, right? You have a, you actually have a a, a heel stable which uh, Idolo mm-hmm. um, is is a great heel. Yeah, um, you have a heel stable about to lose one of its primary people to um, a, a tweener turn um, mm-hmm. with Taz, and Taz would be fantastic. Yeah. With Andrade. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know what they're doing. I, it does not make sense. So so to uh, to go through the list, to, to give reference to, you mentioned, I, we don't want AEW just to sign any former WWE just because they were in WWE. Here's the list of wrestlers released from WWE this year. Uh, and we can go through, and I, I guarantee you on most of them, we're going to agree as to whether or not 
AEW should go after him or not. So Lars Sullivan. No. no. Right. Steve Cutler. I, in fact, GZW could go after him. Or yeah. CZW, CZW, GCW. Uh, Impact, yeah. I mean, they, these are ones, any of them should do it. These are ones I just don't think AEW should go after. No, and, and but, Lars Sullivan's a horrible, and, and there's a lot that shouldn't go yeah. for Lars Sullivan. But, Triple H But uh, Steve Cutler. No. No, no. Um, Andrade, they did and they should have, yeah. right? Yeah. Samoa Joe, they yes. 100% should go after him. And, as a, as a player coach, as a guy who can have a match, but he, he can also coach. Yep. Um, or commentary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. He'd be a really good Mark Henry-esque role. I think Mark Henry's got some matches in him if, if they want. I Yeah, I think what I think they're probably going to use him similar to kind of uh, a lighter weight Sting. And I say lighter weight in the fact, I think Sting's going to be back as a, as a re- relatively regular wrestler. Yeah. I think Mark Henry's going to be maybe a, a four match a year sort of a thing. Get in, get involved in some sort of gimmick, help put over the young talent sort of thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Continuing on, Mojo Rawley. Nah, no, he can go to. Nobody Impact. should pick up. No, I, I'm, I'm fine with him going into Impact to become Cannon Fodder. I don't care. Well, son right? of a bitch, I seriously thought it was going to be JLB that got fired, but it sounds like <laughs> it's going to be fucking you. Um, uh, Billy K. They 100% should go. Up should there. and 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 hopefully have. Yeah, and in relationship, Peyton Royce should, should go out. Probably have, especially if they can get both of them at the same time. Yeah, even if even if they don't have a women's tag titles, they can introduce it because God knows WWE doesn't give a shit about it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that can be their whole thing: is introduce a women's tag title and say, "Oh, and by the way, we're gonna make sure to to care about this title." Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more. Um, Wesley Blake, nah. I, I mean, He's okay. I think I think he could be good support. Uh, so, uh, maybe I mean, in maybe in uh, in Dark Order. Yeah, I I don't think we necessarily need more uh, right now for that. And just like Steve Cutler, nah. I mean, they they could form reform a tag team together and go to Impact. Um, Reforgotten you know, Sons. Yeah, the Remembered Sons. <laughs> um, uh, Bo Dallas. Maybe you know, but, but he's not signed. He's I not mean, signed. There's somebody that that we think could, and he's not mm-hmm. signed. So you've named what two that they actually have signed so far? Um, so what? far, uh, just the one, just uh, Andrade. Um, I did skip Big Show because he wasn't actually fired by WWE. He just let his contract expire, and then well, and, and, and he's, he's commentary. So this is yeah. that's a non-performer. Yep. So it's much uh, like Mark Henry. Kalisto, no. <laughs> Tucker, no. No. Right. Chelsea Green, 100% yes. Go uh, after her. They should, but they haven't. Uh, yeah. As far yeah. as we know, they haven't. Um, she's still under a no-compete, so she, even she if they She very, have, very likely could show up at, at GC, or GCW, um, mostly because that's where Matt Cardone was at. Um, it, well, yeah, I mean, he's an impact and... Uh, uh, yeah, GCW uh, his, just showed up. And this did you see the whole thing with that? Thing, what? Where he called out Mox? Um, GCW would be the most temporary. He's got some sort of a contract with Impact. We don't know exactly the thing. Oh, okay. But in uh, GCW, he came out and attacked Nick's gay, Nick Gage, but he was disguised as Mox. Okay. 
when he came and he came out and he walked like Mox, but he had a, a mask over him and he delivered the the uh, paradigm shift DDT to wow. Nick Gage and the crowd was like, yeah, it's Moxley, it's Mox. And they got up and took it off and instant heel heat. That's awesome. We've never I, instantaneously I the entire crowd was against him. I don't recall a time that we've seen him be a heel. So that's yeah. so it, it was absolutely brilliant for him to do that. So um but so I wouldn't I would wouldn't be surprised to see her in impact or, or wherever he's at. I also Again, wouldn't be surprised to see her in AEW just because she's super talented. She would help elevate that women's division. Um, speaking of Mickey James, kind of like she wants, yeah, anywhere anywhere she she wants. wants. Um, and like in AEW, player coach, just like you were saying with Samoa Joe, you know, she 100% can be the person who comes out and takes a be the sting for some up and comer female. They could be knocking on the door. So, so um, I don't know if you watch the socials at all. I would not be surprised at this juncture to see Charlotte go. Uh, this is... Okay, you're going to have to repeat. You broke up there. Sorry. I would not be surprised at this juncture to see Charlotte go. Um, Charlotte leave. Like, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised to see her leave on her own. WWE is not. No, they're gonna not going to fire her. her. No, yeah. yeah, they're absolutely not going to fire her. But if her contract gets up, I could see her saying, "Nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna." Um, continue on, Jessamine Duke. Yeah, she can nah. land, she. I think she lands at Bellator. Is where I really think she yeah. lands. I think she either goes back to MMA. Or lands in one of the smaller large promotions like an NWA, CZW, something like that, right? Uh, yeah. Velveteen Dream, no. Not, uh, not at AEW. Not They're, an AEW. They play the political game too well. Uh, Vanessa Bourne? I don't think maybe, AEW. But I don't think they need jobbers in their women's yeah. division. Exactly. Uh, this next one, I have to put an asterisk with uh, Kavita Devi. And the reason I put an asterisk on it is uh, twofold. Reportedly, part of the reason she was let go is she's over in India, her home country, and she can't travel, can't come over here. And so WWE is like, well, if you can't come over here, we're not going to keep paying you to stay at home sort of a thing. Uh, But also on her social media, she um, uh, makes posts acting like, she's not let go like she's still with wwe so it very easily could be with her that she was let go but they told her listen once travel comes back you're you're on our list we're gonna rehire you you know sort of a thing i i feel like that's not only a rehire but probably a um championship match yeah in india (laughs) what That's videos. I mean, the, there's a reason they had kept her around through so much, um, and it's and I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm saying there's a business reason behind it as well. Yeah. Um, Alexander Wolf, I think he's super talented. Um, I wouldn't hate to see him in in AEW, but I also I he's not one that I would prioritize going after. I I feel like there's going to be a European. Um... European wrestling organization mm-hmm. that's going to start amplifying pretty quick. That is not NXT UK. 
I feel like I feel like we're gonna start very very soon. In if I could guess which one it was, and it was traded on a stock exchange, I'd throw money at it. Um, because in a heartbeat, I think that 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 it's gonna amplify very very quickly. They're gonna start picking up some people. Um, th- those European European wrestling groups um, have an opportunity to pick up some wrestlers that don't have to learn a new language. Um, mm-hmm. That are very very good. That are not gonna go to Japan because guys like Braun don't don't fit the Japan style um, or Japan or Mexico style. Um, so we, we're gonna see that I think at some point. Yeah. So and then the rest of the list is the names we've already covered today: the the Santana Guerra, Alistair Black, so on and so forth. So going through that list, probably only about 30% of them did I say, did you or I say, AEW should go after. Well, um, even if you look at the AEW roster right now, it's not exactly blanketed with with uh, former WWE guys. You got no. Miro, you got um, the Miro, Jericho, uh, Mox, and, and really that's it for big names. I mean... Big Show, and, or not Big Show, uh, Paul Wright and Mark Henry. Um, I don't know. You got anybody else? Um, it's a I big name. To... Yeah, the in terms of big names, it's a, you know. Suppose you could say Cody. Yeah, I mean, you can say Cody. You can say um, uh, Billy Gunn was at least at one point a big name. A big name, so. yeah. So, Sting, um, I suppose you like getting upset about the Andrade thing is like getting upset about Sting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Sting was built somewhere else. Andrade was built somewhere else. So, um, you know, um, I mean, even just I, I'm not even going to limit myself to to big names. We're going to go down the list here uh, alphabetically. That's on uh, Wikipedia. Andrade is the first one, brand new there. So, um, Billy Gunn, um, uh, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood, former FTR. I don't again built somewhere else. Yeah, but you know the people. But that's the that's the problem with these these WWE marks who say this, or these AEW marks, these wrestling marks, is they don't understand that even some of the biggest names in WWE got their start someplace else, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, Chris Jericho, they say, oh, he's a former WWE guy. Is he? Well, he's actually a former ECW, WCW guy. Um, Really, he's a former New Japan. mm -hmm. And Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. Ultimate Japan. Yep. Uh, Christian Cage, you know. Um, He's an ECW, WWE, so I'll give him But... Uh, Christopher Daniels wrestled a few times in WWE, but I wouldn't call him one. Cody, um, AEW doesn't exist without Cody, you can't really take that away. Dustin Rhodes, I don't think he's a WWE guy, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because he got his start in AWA, WCW, you know. Um, so, um Eddie Kingston technically wrestled at some point in WWE, but I wouldn't call him a WWE guy. Um, 
No. Frankie no. Kazarian's a TNA guy, so are you saying, oh, they're just stealing the best from TNA? <laughs> that would uh, work. <laughs> Moxley, former WWE guy, I guess, you know. Uh, Lance Archer at one point was in WWE, but I wouldn't have ever called him a WWE guy. I mean, at this point, you'd have to look at Luchasaurus and say, well, yeah, he's a former WWE guy. He washed out of NXT. Yeah. And I and I don't mean that in terms of he wasn't good enough for NXT. I mean that in terms of NXT didn't know how to use him and put him in crappy gimmicks and, and stuff like that and then eventually let him go because they didn't have any idea how to use him. And then he went to Lucha Underground and put on this, this dinosaur mask and the rest is history, right? Yeah. Uh, Mark Henry, as a player coach, we mentioned him. Uh, Matt Hardy. He's a WWE guy. Yeah. Uh, Matt Seidel, who uh, was a Evan WWE, Bourne. but keep in mind, he as Evan uh, Evan Bourne left WWE. Was it like almost years, 10 ago. years? Yeah, no, ten it's years. Been more than that. You know, not quite twenty though. I mean, it was it was still yeah. in the after two thousands. So, anyways. But the thing is, he went off to other places and, and made a name as Matt Seidel before coming. So you really can't take that. Miro, you can give that. Um, I don't even pack. know you can give Christian Cage. Like, I don't know that, that any of us think of Christian Cage as a WWE guy. His best indie, his best individual wrestling, not his best tag team. His best tag team work is solidly with Edge. But is, you okay? I dropped my tablet. Oh, his so. best individual wrestling, hands down, was in TNA. Yeah. So, so um, Pac, although here's the deal with Pac. Um, and no one knew him. Like, he was the cruiserweight champion in a company that didn't care about their cruiserweights, right? Correct. So he leaves WWE. He goes off and makes a name for himself in the indies and then comes back it, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, going Paul White, of course, big show, you know. Uh, but then we go down, and then I'm, um, Sean Spears, Trent. Trent was in WWE at one point. He's a former WWE guy. No, That's not. weak. It's all weak. It's all weak. The whole thing is weak. The whole fucking thing is based off weak sauce. You, they're they're choosing people who fit the format of of high work rate. Mm -hmm. High work rate, um, and and really that's it. Like all they're all they're chasing is work rate. They promo they, skills are not a price. Now their biggest names have great promo skills, but that's not a huge priority in AEW. Here's the thing: if there's one thing we've been shown repeatedly in AEW, is that promo skills can be learned. Right? Yeah. You can you can start like. Luchasaurus didn't start off with good promo skills. He's learned them. As In fact, he his, his first promo was when he went, Yeah. What, do you think I didn't know how to speak English? Come on now. Yeah. That's the deal. He's master's he's degree in medieval psychology or whatever. And, and with people on your roster like Jericho, Sting, Cody, you've got coaches to help people learn better promo skills. Not only that, you have... Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard... You have people you can put across from them mm -hmm. to cut the promo. You know, 
I don't know what Brian Cage's promo skills are. They're okay. But the person who carries any promos they have with Brian Cage right now is either his opponent or Taz. Yeah. In um, in the women's roster, we got even less crossover. Um yeah, Randy Rhodes, who never was actually a wrestler in WWE, but she was employed by WWE. Uh, Leva Bates, who was blue pants on NXT, uh, but never really used. She was effectively enhancement talent. Uh, Serena Deeb, who, who was in the Straight Edge Society. Yeah. Big, big thing. But a big thing in WWE uh, on screen 10 years ago. And then yeah. hasn't been used. He she's apparent was apparently a coach backstage, you know. Um, and then Tay Conti, who was uh, an up and comer in NXT, uh, who then got cut and is showing that she had more skill than up and comer, you know. Yeah. But but in the end, that's what I'd say is it comes down to AEW. Uh, Tay Conti's a perfect example. They saw potential in her. They didn't say, oh, we can't sign her because she's a former WWE person. They said, she's got potential. Let's give her a shot. What's the worst that could happen? She doesn't live up to the potential we think, and, and in six months, we cut her loose. You know? Yeah. That's all. You know, you give her a try. That's about all you can do. I, I think the strongest argument that's that they have for this is WWE light is the the only strong argument that they have is that the first champion was Jericho and the second champion was Moxley. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's the only valid and, arguments that they have. And that's why that's why I while I still say I understand and and agree with like I talked bad about the concept of giving Jericho the championship to begin with, right? I thought if you want to be the the new upstart promotion, what you need to do with your first champion is give it to the young up-and-comer Hangman Page. Um, and at the time, I still felt like that was, that was the choice I would have made. But Jericho showed through that first year as champion that it absolutely was the right choice to give him the belt. Yeah. Uh, to establish that company. And so I was wrong with my, uh, I would have given it to Hangman Page. And, you know, they probably would have been fine with Hangman Page as champion to start off. But the better storyline is being told now of Hangman Page working his way back up to main, to championship match. Is that part of a three to five year storyline being told? I feel like it is. Mm -hmm. I feel like it gave them time to build the, the Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Um, that's still building right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. I think. And, um, and in the end, that's the feud we really want to see is Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. Right? Kenny uh, Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho was a one-off match that was fun to watch, and, and that would have been about it. Uh, Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega – is the match that we want to happen and we want to see happen eventually. So, yeah. Um, yep. so, so that's 100% the way they need to go in the future. But that's the deal is they made the right choice then because they knew that Jericho brought the legitimacy to that, that locker room that they wanted. And um, by having him there, it, it 
helped them out long term, and that's the way they should go. But you know, could uh, maybe have uh, Kenny Omega as the second champion instead of Mox. You could make an argument there, although uh, the simple fact in W in AEW in wrestling, it's hard to pick a wrestler who is hotter with the crowd at that point in time than Moxley. Well, right? and so so we all we we frequently say things like Luger moment, Lex Luger moment, mm-hmm. or like um, like oh my gosh, I can't believe that on the same night. Uh, Rick Rude is here, um, or things of that sort. We we frequently say things like that. Um, we make references to those events because they actually happened and because they were actually impactful to the industry. Can you think of a more impactful thing they could have done than have Moxley show up? Yeah, and make him a title contender. Yeah, maybe Moxley, had Moxley signed with WWE, I bet Kenny Omega is our second champion. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's okay. Um, I'll take Moxley in a heartbeat over uh, Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy or any of the other, you know, Jeff, Jeff's not there yet, but there's got to be a solid belief he's going to go there. Yeah, Um, he's wrestling on main event now. He's, he's on his way out. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I want that I want to see him there. To be completely frank, um, I think he's better better suited to go back to Impact. Um, but or uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe rest those bones for a while and just sit at home and and yeah, you know, relax. Go into take... the lake of rejuvenation and see if you mm-hmm. can get yourself healthy. But, but so so that's the deal. Like that's why I'm just. I'm I'm always angry when I hear the marks say, "Oh, they just need to not sign any more WWE guys. Sign whoever you think is going to help your promotion." Right? There's half a dozen women and three or four men that they need to continue that they need to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think Braun is the right move? No. Um, would it be a good move? Yeah, I think it'd still be a good move. I just don't think it's the right move. Um, they don't have a monster dude right now. The closest they have is probably Luchasaurus and Brian Cage. Yeah. Um, Braun brings a, an entire another piece to that puzzle. Um, I won't be upset if they bring him in. I don't think he's the right fit for that organization. But yeah, that's, shit. Would I that's would I test the I waters think. if I had if I had Tony Khan money? Probably. I think you'd probably test the waters if you had Tony Khan money. That, yeah, that's, I'll throw I'll throw him five hundred thousand dollars for a one year contract. Yeah, that's more or less where I fall on things. Is is um, Braun Strowman to me? He doesn't fit the company as it sits right now. Um, but I'm not going to be angry if they bring him in. If in if in ninety days we see Braun Strowman show up, then great, we'll see it. Um, here's why I don't like him in AEW, and it plays into that. Is he is so much bigger than anyone else in AEW yeah. right now, and so right now they've been spent spent the last year building up uh, Miro as a monster, right? They've been building up Lance Archer as a monster. They've been building up uh, Jake Hager and Wardlow as big guys, right? And all four of those guys would are under would, six foot six. Yeah, would look tiny compared to Braun Strowman coming in. 
who on their roster would look competitive to Braun Strowman? And the answer is nobody. Nobody right now. Not Powerhouse Hobbs, not Brian Cage, not any of their big guys. Their big guys would all look smaller next to Braun Strowman. Yeah, I mean, Brian Cage is actually shorter than I am. Yeah. He's he's built like a brick shit house, but he is not a tall guy no. in the grand scheme of things. And and that's what it comes down to it. So for me, Braun Strowman is not a fit for AEW because he breaks that there I mean, all of their big guys suddenly don't look like big guys anymore. There is yeah. only one circumstance that I think would be fun to see Braun Strowman in AEW for, and that's if they brought him in as John Silver's bigger brother. Uh, because uh, if you see, especially since Braun shaved his head, I, I, I see it. I, I see it already. Yep. You know, if 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 they just had a storyline where John uh, John Silver was getting his ass kicked by some people, and then his big brother came in and said, "Hey, nobody beats up my brother but me." What's <laughs> so, What's Strong Broman doing in the Impact Zone? Strong Broman. Um, so, so that's why I, if I were AEW of the most recent ones, I would go after Alistair Black. I would go after Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy could be a TNT title contender on the regular. Um, He also, he would work great in Impact or, or AEW. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have a good future wherever he goes. Yes. Um, the unfortunate part is those are the two where, where he can have his most visibility. Um, but I don't think it hurts him to go to. CZ's or yeah, CZ's W or GCW. I, I think I it frankly, lends him some tough guy cred if he goes to CZW. Yeah. I frankly, if he went over to New Japan, spent a year over in New Japan, um, he could be a a Juice Robinson revi- re- revival of his career. That's what I was trying to get out. Uh, yeah. Come over there and and totally change the way people think of him over there. So. Uh, but I, if I were AEW, those are the two men's names. And then, of course, I would 100% go after Ruby Riot. Um, I think Ruby Riot, Chelsea Green, and the Iconics joining that women's roster instantly puts that women's roster up another notch. Um, oh, I, the, it, it makes it a solid competitor with the women's NXT roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably helps it surpass one of the other two uh, WWE women's rosters. Um, I don't know which one because they, they they continue to miswrite so much stuff. So I I don't know. I think the interesting thing is that that WWE this week called a bunch of people back to the performance center. Said we want to see you work it out, get ready for the road. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the problem. Do you have your writers going to classes? Do you have your ownership saying hey? Don't change the script because they have a long-term story here. Because <laughs> maybe the, the the problem with the WWE writers right now is we don't know whether or not they're good or not. We don't have a clue. Exactly. So they they might know. be writing the most killer storylines. Oh my gosh! We just don't see them because yeah. Vince McMahon shows up thirty minutes before the show and throws them all out the window and and rewrites it on the fly. Um, and that's why what I'm hoping is them getting back on the road again will help get WWE back to the old way where they tried out 
storylines on house shows and then um with the ones that got good response from the crowds then implemented into the real show yeah i think that's a good move uh, i what i'm the there's a couple of speculations that i want to do about the number one I, I think i think the speculation is correct i don't know that it's true or not I, there's no insider information here or anything like that but i do think vince is looking to sell in the next 18 months to 24 months mm-hmm. um the speculation I'd, I'd like to maybe address a little bit is he going to split the product when he sells it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure Hunter and Steph are going to end up owning NXT, and there's a very reasonable possibility that that's a separate product. And then we see a bunch of people bail instead of signing with the new new organization, mm-hmm. and so you, that's the other pieces that that a lot of those people. Um, choose not to re-sign with the new WWE product because they don't have a leadership that they trust. So I think I don't know. I'm not as confident that he's that close to signing. Um, to selling, I, to selling. Yeah, I think I think he's at the very least playing a long game. Um, I think he understands it's a five that years that he doesn't have infinite amount of time left in charge of the company. And he wants to set it up now as best he can for a fire sale whenever he has to. You know what I mean? Make it lean now. Wonder. What's the and game? Then, um, I mean... In the end, the, the biggest thing is if, if you're Stefan Hunter and you're hearing all this rumor that he's about to sell the company... Wouldn't you feel a little slighted here? Yeah, I mean that's the thing is there's not a gain. What you need you need another billion? Mm-hmm. Is is that is that the difference maker for the last twelve years of your life? That is like, not the time you get to spend with grandkids, yeah. not the time you get to have with yeah. with Shane. None of that. The big the big kicker is that extra billion. So mm-hmm. you made it really big, and then you you. You fuck Stephen Hunter and, and yeah. Shane and, and yeah. uh, or I mean, whoever. It, yeah. Linda, In the you end, could be fucking Linda out of this. Yeah. Shane's just a shareholder. He doesn't have any official job in the company, so he was never going to take over. But, but he but, could get a chunk of Vince's shares, mm-hmm. which but means Steph, that you have a wrestling guy that understands it. And Steph's actually in the company. Yeah, Steph's actually in the company. Hunter actually is in the company. Both of them actually have passion for the company right as and, to shane shane would and love to and the back. simple fact is vince mcmahon got the company from his father right yeah. and so the the concept of handing it down should be something in his mind of maybe we maybe i should be ready to do that and so um this whole talk of him maybe not handing the company down is just it, i mean an, um, it leaves an icky feeling yeah, like every time I mention him selling, because he still owns over fifty percent of the shares. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, three people will own three or four, depending on on it, if he wills it to to Shane and his wife, or just Shane. Two somewhere between two and four people will own fifty, two and five, because Linda's going to outlive him. Um, people will own 50% of the shares in that organization. It's the Walton family for pro wrestling. Um, 
what kind of dick move are you trying to pull? You know, like, what is it, what does this do? If you want to leave a legacy, that legacy is left by, did you fall asleep? Am I that fucking... No, I'm actually looking at the holders of stock for WWE. So, if you want to leave a legacy, that legacy exists in your product continuing to be produced as the number one wrestling company in the world. Um... I only see this as a move to not produce the number one wrestling product in the world. To say, well, I built it from scratch. You fuckers can too. Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. So, maybe that's not um, what he's saying. Let's see here. Steph owns... Oh, nope, that's that's actually sales. Never mind. I was, was going to... You. Oh, CNN business. Anyways, uh, grand scheme of things. Uh, yes, WWE Vince McMahon is the the primary holder of it. It looks like uh, so the, the top next... ten are Linzel Train. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal: if you look at that, Linzel Train owns twenty. 4.47%, right? All the ones underneath that don't add up to 50%. So the top holders are above are that. They're just, it's Vince McMahon. Yeah, it's yeah. Vince McMahon. And that's what I, I was trying to find one that listed how many shares they held. Um, I mean, it must be a good product. Vanguard in their in their secure product is still holding it. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty, which is pretty well, big it's, deal. It's making fucking shit holds a profit you know it's not like it's um morgan stanley's on it americans on it mm-hmm. there's some pretty big mutual funds that are that are a part of this um so yeah uh, vince vince himself Wells is in it okay vince himself owns 48.09 percent vince and linda own 2.01 percent which would put him at 40 point or 50.1 percent yeah. Of the stock. Shane owns 2%. Steph owns 2.47%. Um, Triple H owns, she's only 0.07%. That's a tiny amount there. Um, but then uh, Kevin Dunn owns more than Triple H. That's fucking. He's been stupid. around forever and he probably threw money at it. Still fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, Linzel Train Limited has seven point two three percent of the total stock. Um, oh, see, I have forty or twenty four percent. That's what that's saying there. Um, this is um, oh, this might be a little bit outdated of an article shares. though. So, so uh, it, it might have changed since then. They might have bought because there's nineteen point twelve percent that's just listed as others. And so it could That's be us. that, and it could be that Lindell bought more since this was was uh, this article might be a little old. Anyway, but that in the end, that's what it comes down to: is uh, he owns most of the stock enough to can maintain controlling shares of it. Um, it's just silly to me that instead of uh, looking at how to pass it down to 
to uh, his children and his son-in-law. And he's. It's very possible that he's trying to make it so that there's money to pass down to them so they can buy him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, then that's that's in, in an effort to cut down on their, their tax well, burden yeah. from it. And, and that's what it comes down to is... is Instead of sell, instead of giving them the company, this might be entirely a tax uh, runaround. That instead of giving them the company, at which point they would uh, have to worry about like capital they gains pay, taxes and stuff. Well, they like pay that, capital gains inheritance and inheritance. Taxes. Yeah, they'd pay both. So this would just yeah. be capital this gains way instead they of they buy it from him, and they don't have to pay capital gains. And that inheritance tax is pretty brutal. So. Yeah, and that's my point. Is and so instead of inheriting it, they buy it from him. Yeah. At which point, uh, that that might be what it really is an end run around. We don't know, and it could be like, yeah, he's speculation just in general, just based on this is what other companies do when they're getting ready to sell. Sell other companies, cut as much overhead as they can so their profits look better than. Yeah they normally would so that they look like a more attractive market. So, anyway. But in the end, like I said, my, the, my whole point on this crime is just, if you are AEW, the, the idea of whether this person is a former WWE person is the farthest thing from your fucking mind when it comes to signing a, a wrestler, right? you only care about is this person going to potentially make my product better that's it that's the only math that you have in your mind that beef works better calling it new japan light or Mm -hmm. west western hemisphere new japan like that yeah i mean really it's a a much stronger beef there because jericho's new japan moxley's new japan yep um Omega's New Japan, yep. Cody's New Japan, you know every everybody you name, yep, has yeah. some type of New Japan all, exposure. All the major ones have some sort of connection. Minus Darby, minus Darby, um, mm-hmm. and Orange Cassidy. I would say those are probably the biggest names that yep. don't have a New Japan connection. So, but it just in the end, you know, I don't care what sport you're in. I don't care what, you know, I don't care if you're fucking. Um, uh, General Motors, right? You don't think, oh, we shouldn't hire this executive from Ford because they used to work for Ford. We don't want people to think we're just trying to be Ford light or another. No, you go, hey, this executive that used to work at Ford could bring something to our product, right? And maybe help us gain market share and, be and give the- us insider information from Ford. Yeah. Um, I mean- but the biggest thing is make more money. That's what yeah. it comes down to. This is all about make more money, right? If you are running a business and you have a chance to sign someone who might make you more money, you don't give a fuck what their background is and whether they used to work for one of your competitors. You try to make more money. Yeah, if, if in 1986, Lee Iacocca would have been available, who just saved Chrysler from death, General Motors would have. Mm-hmm. Do I do I pay for like a rock the song or do I get Lee Iacocca? You know they probably wouldn't have paid um, for for the song like a rock. 
that have probably paid for the Maricoca, who just saved yep. Chrysler from imminent death. Exactly. So that's yeah. the deal. It's all about what's going to make money, right? If you're WCW in the uh, early 90s and you have a chance to sign Hulk Hogan, the biggest wrestling star in the world at the time, you fucking sign Hulk Hogan. You don't think to yourself, oh, but he was a WWF guy. We don't want to look like we're we're just copying WWF. Fuck yeah. You take the WWF. Hold on. Um, yeah. Are you there? You don't think to yourself, oh, this is a former WW or WCW guy. We don't want to look like we're just copying WCW. You go, hey, this guy could help our company make fucking money. Let's do it. And you sign him. That's what yeah. you do. It's in fact, you take you you take Bret Hart, even if you're not going to use him right, because he's Bret fucking Hart. Yeah, because you think he's going to make you money. Yeah, exactly. Right, you know if so. it, I, I you and I are not huge like Roman Reigns fans, right? Uh, Roman Reigns no. has has a WWE stigma that you and I. Uh, we both understand that he's fucking over, right? He, the crowd actually does love him, whether the marks like him or not. Um, and he's doing the best work of his career right now, right? But neither of us are what we would call Roman Reigns fans. But you are, your AEW and Roman Reigns hits the free market. Do you fucking sign him? I Hell would. Yeah. He has yes. a chance to make you fucking money. Even if you just sign him to a one year deal. Say, come in, make us loads of money, and then go, right? Yeah. Can you come in, wreck everybody, and leave? Exactly, right? <laughs> this will be your yard yeah. for a while. If, if AEW has a chance to sign Brock Lesnar, you and I have problems with Brock Lesnar, but if AEW had a chance to sign Brock Lesnar, do you think they should go for it? You better believe it. Have That's come a in perfect and- match for Brian Cage, just so yeah. everybody's aware. Have him come in and and wreck everything and have Brian Cage face off with him and 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 all this stuff. You better believe it. It's a stupid argument to say they should pass up on someone just because they're former WWE guy. Um, you you can have other arguments like you can say, hey, don't go after this. Don't go after Braun Strowman because I don't think he fits your product. Don't go after Braun Strowman because. He's got a bad attitude. Don't go after after Velveteen Dream because he's got a bad, bad reputation. Those are all legitimate, but don't go after him because he's a WWE guy. Is a fucking stupid argument. And if you made that argument online, you should feel bad. At the, at the end of the day, WWE still has over twenty five percent of the best wrestlers in the world. Now that's taking all of the wrestlers, but. Over 25% of the best wrestlers in the world are at WWE. Big E is still at WWE. He's still one of the best big men. He's still very agile. You've got um, Finn Balor. You're wearing your sport in the shirt today. You know, um, Adam Cole Bebe. Mm -hmm. Still there. You know, there is enough of the best wrestlers in the world in WWE. If you're going to make a stupid remark like, don't take them because they wrestled at WWE, you're going to have a crap product. And a third company is going to come in. 
and it's going to be just like Impact was in 2002. And we're going to have some serious competition then if AEW starts making bad decisions based on the marks saying things like, don't get them because they used to wrestle at WWE. Yeah. Again, if you're one of those people who made that argument this week, you should feel bad. It's yes. a dumb fucking argument. Yes. And it's, it's I, 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 of all the firings, I actually think Braun is the one that makes the most sense because of the giant contract. Mm-hmm. But he also fits WWE really, really well. So I don't understand that particular one. Um, Aleister Black, you know, didn't have a giant contract, so. Yeah. It, it, and it, and they were never using Aleister Black Vince properly. Vince didn't get him. Vince just didn't yeah. understand him. And and he's going to be happier and he's going to be better utilized someplace else. They need to have more mobility between their three products. They need to be willing to send guys like Aleister Black and Andrade back down to the I, uh, base level. You know me. I used I used to be a big believer in the in the brand split, and I still think that done right, the brand split works better. But right now, to be perfectly honest, uh, the way WWE is set up right now, they shouldn't do the brand split anymore. It should be one product. They just go whatever show Are they want. Including to NXT in that? Uh in a in a way. I think there should be fluidity going up and down from NXT. I don't think it I That's I, what I'm saying. But I, I think I, I, I think, think progress in NXT should be your triple A and double A. But uh but specifically Ron SmackDown, it should just be go to whichever program, you know, they're gonna use you. Yeah. And so, you know, Apollo Crews can be over in in uh, SmackDown running his stuff, and then suddenly fucking Elias comes over and says, I want a shot at your belt, you know? Um, and, none, and, yeah, and none of this, oh, it's wild card day or whatever. Just Just have it be any wrestler on the main roster can show up on any main roster show at any time. But because of that, I think you should, uh, the way WWE is set up right now, you should streamline down the number of belts. There should be one world title holder that can show up on either one. There should be one. Get rid of get rid of the U.S. title and just have the IC title. See, and I like the idea too, too uh, mid, midline, because again, in the 90s, there were two midlines for both, for both product yeah. lines. I'm okay with two midlines. I, um, Tag titles should be more fluid and move around. One freaking set of tag titles and have a freaking tag division. Yeah. I think um, I would prefer only one midline, uh, mid level, mid tier um, belt. But if you want to, you can have a Raw champion and a SmackDown champion that are both under the Universal champion, right? Yeah. Um, So. You know, this is our Raw champion, right? This is our WWE champion. There's a difference there. Raw champion is, you know what I mean? It's a hierarchy. To become the WWE champion, first you have to show that you can be the Raw champion. Uh, I like the idea of gimmick belts as well, though. And I know you're not a big fan of the 24-7, and neither am I. Um, We've talked about the television title that could only be defended on television matches. I think the television title is a good one to do that with. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about uh, 
Matt Cardona, when he was in WWE, created an internet title. I think an internet title would be great. I think it would push their socials really well to have random matches show up and, hey, this is an internet title match. And, you know, you'd almost be guaranteed at a house show to have a title match. Um, and then you just stream those only on, on Peacock. Call it the Peacock Championship. Hell, AEW pulled it off with TNT. What are you reading? I'm reading about the Mayweather-Logan-Paul fight because apparently everyone's pissed off and froze up and no one could see it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't care for it. I just saw the headline come across on my phone. I was like, what? And like, oh, ha, people paid money to go see that train wreck and then couldn't actually even see it. What a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I hope Logan Paul got wrecked. Yeah, I, I hope he just got absolutely fucking murderized. Just. I, I, in fact, I believe Logan Paul got wrecked. There's no way that yeah. Conor McGregor couldn't beat Mayweather and Logan Paul did. That was about a payday. That's all that was about. And for Mayweather to go 52-0. and Well, unfortunately, fucking Logan Paul survived it, apparently. Um, let's see what the final result was. Oh, he's not dead, is what you're saying. No judges and no official winner. Whoa. Fuck that shit. Why, why even... Says it ended. New York Times says it ended with a knockout. No, it, it, read the headline again. Oh, without a without knockout. a knockout. Well, Mayweather's not really known for his uh, knockout punches. He's known for outlasting everyone. Yeah. So it went for the eight three-minute rounds and. No winner, no loser, no nothing. God, I would, I would be so even more. Does that mean? Does that does that mean Mayweather is now fifty-one zero and one? Nope, it doesn't go on their official records. It's an exhibition bout, oh, which is why there were no judges there to declare a, a winner by, you know, vote on. You know what I mean? So, anyway, so which meant Logan Paul didn't want Mayweather to take it. Serious. Yeah. Well, and, and in fairness, <laughs> please don't kill me. Yeah, that might have been the major reason for for the, it, the way it ended. That Mayweather's like, listen, I'm not gonna fucking kill myself over beating this kid up. This is a paycheck for me. I get the same amount whether I you know win or lose because there's no judges. Uh, the only way I can win is a knockout. I'm just gonna fucking dance around and and hit this kid with some shots. Click my paycheck and go home. Yeah. But if I were someone who paid money for uh, the pay-per-view to watch that, I'd be just as pissed at the end of that match as I was at maybe not seeing the match because I paid for it. Like, in the end, I'd be like, I paid money for this thing and I couldn't see it. And then I'd see it and be like, I paid money for this thing and it was shit. That would suck. But, but so... Back to our conversation. In, in the end, I just, 
I, I just hate to harp on it so long. We've spent over an hour talking on it, so let's move on. But but just I I just hate this tired argument of oh AEW shouldn't go after insert former WWE wrestler here. It's the dumbest fucking argument, and anyone who makes it it just sounds like the dumbest person in the world. The the only ones that, that really fit on that are, is if they don't fit your niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of the names we've mentioned, I can see Braun fitting the niche better than I can any of the Forgotten Sons. So, yeah. okay. Okay, yeah. You want to say that about the Forgotten Sons? Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. The I'm argument with the Forgotten Sons should be not... Don't sign them because they're former WWE guys. It should be don't sign them because they don't fit your product, right? And they don't. You 100% are allowed to have the opinion. Yeah, you're 100% allowed to have the opinion. I don't want WWE or AEW to sign that person because they're not the type of wrestler I want to see in AEW. That's a valid opinion. But to have the opinion AEW shouldn't sign them because they're WWE guys... Fuck that. Shut your fucking yeah. mouth and roll on. I'm pissed yeah. about it and so I'm tired. Um, I can tell. But we will go ahead and move on to misdemeanors and commendations, right? I'm going to combine them there because um, in my terms big, of like... My big misdemeanor, I already told you, it's Andrade's promo. Yeah. Um, it's really Vicky Guerrero's part of that promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I I enjoyed Andrade saying, "Hey, I'm coming. I'm going to take some, take some gold." Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I I'm probably going to get heat from some fans for this, but I really don't think Vicky Guerrero brings much to AEW. I don't either. She she's a former WWE person that uh, I would say they shouldn't have signed, not because she's former WWE, but because I don't see her bringing much to the product. She didn't bring a lot to the the writers brought her to the product mm-hmm. in WWE. Yeah. Um, but it, I would venture burned to say, out. It's yeah. it's just a burned out gimmick. I would go so far as to say that her being with Nyla Rose is part of the reason Nyla Rose's heat has diminished. Yeah. She brings nothing to the table with Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose doesn't need a spokesperson. Nyla Rose is a beast should just come out and destroy people and then leave, right? She doesn't need a spokesperson to do it. Um, so I'm, I'm of the mindset that that that's probably the biggest thing there. That Vicky Guerrero doesn't bring anything to the AEW table at all. Um, at all, right? And so just let her go. I there I. If you want Andrade to have a manager of some sorts, which, like I said, I get it. There's a reason WWE always had uh, Zelina Vega with him. Um, If you want Andrade to have a manager to be a mouthpiece for him, that's fine, right? Give him Alex Abrahantes. Give him um, Taz. Give him someone to be a mouthpiece. Um, I like the idea of Alex Abrahantes because he's already got Penta. As as one of his things, and so you can create this, this for lack of a better term, I and and <clears throat> I don't have anything against Death Triangle as a whole. I think it's a dumb name, but that's beside the point. I think Pac should be on his own. I think uh, you so have you, Andrade. You, you want a lucha a lucha group? 
Yeah, for lack of a better term. Andrade as the singles guy, and then the Lucha Brothers, Penta and Phoenix, as the tag team in the in the group, and then the spokesperson, Alex Abrahantes, right? Um, I think that makes a ton of sense there. But but that's fine. I, you know, I'm happy to see Andrade in AEW. I don't think he needs Vicky Guerrero, and so I'd be fine without Vicky. I think... I I my misdemeanor is for that same segment in the fact that you had Mark Henry out there giving an interview and she interrupted and she kicked him off the stage and I'm like you know if you're going to have someone interrupt have Andrade interrupt yeah. have Andrade pull a Kanye I'm going to let you finish but moment you know that's fine that helps give him some heat that helps give him stuff Vicky brought nothing to that table, so no, she brought the word "excuse me." She yeah. brought an inappropriately placed "excuse me." Like it's okay when you come out, but then then she's in the ring. Fans are quiet. They're waiting. They're listening. They want to hear mm-hmm. it, and she stops what she says at random and says, "Excuse me." Why? I don't know. She yeah. just wanted to say "excuse me" because that's her thing. It doesn't work, Vicky. But um, in relation uh, to things that, you know, this is kind of a nitpicky misdemeanor, but the Britt Baker celebration. um, I liked it. I, I didn't like Nyla Rose hanging out in the background and then, like, I would have done, if you want to have an interruption thing, that's when you have it. You have... Britt Baker doing the thing, and you have Nyla Rose come out and be like, that belt should be mine, and destroy shit. But not to have her stand in the back like a puppy dog and then do it, right? I just didn't like that. Yeah, the the group of people they had out in the ring to celebrate were basically rant. Like, they had Diamante, right? She's got no connection to Britt Baker. She's just, you know, why is she there, right? Well, she's, she's a heel, yeah, that doesn't mean that we've said it before. Heels don't have to like each other, right? Well, in, in fact, that's where Nyla Rose comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heels don't like each other. Yeah, so don't have them standing back there to congratulate her, right? Um, in fact, it would have been a better segment if it had been Hikaru Shida out there to congratulate Britt Baker on winning the belt, and then Nyla Rose interrupting and being like, "Get off my stage." You lost. Now it's my turn for that belt. You know back what I mean? Back of the line. Back of yeah, the line. Get to the back of the line. Yeah. Um. But, anyways, um, I I one other misdemeanor I have to bring out is uh, misdemeanor to wrestling fans for not buying the Riho action figure. Um. Because it's literally the only AEW action figure I can find in stores. Um, that being said, I have to point out I'm one of them because I didn't buy the Riho action figure. I, I don't <laughs> um, um, and I feel bad for Riho because she was the AEW women's champion for almost a year. Um, but I don't want her action figure. I want a Hikaru Shida action figure. I want a Britt Baker action figure. Um, I've got 
Kenny Omega and Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy back there. I don't know if you can see them over there. There's Orange Cassidy. I see him. There's Darby yeah. Allen. There's Kenny Omega. There. Yeah, I saw a Sting right um, there. If my mouse was on your screen, I could circle Sting up above twice. Yep. There's, there's Sting up there. There's, next there's also Finn Sting Ballard. over here next to me. There's Jeff Hardy and Edge and Lita. And a new addition, Booker T, standing right back there. Right? Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I want a Hikaru Sheet action figure. I don't want some of the newer ones they did. Sammy Guevara is coming out, getting one here soon. I'm, I'll buy that one. Um, if it ever, if it comes to the stores and doesn't sell out right away. Um, that being said, I also, a misdemeanor related, uh, to collectible stores, uh, for buying them all off the shelves and then putting them for 50 fucking dollars in your collectible store fuck off let us let some of these normal guys buy it once in a while right um I'll, uh, i do have one commendation i guess that i forget um because smackdown was some garbage but uh i have to give a commendation to ray mysterio for being apparently indestructible to, for being literally the best wrestler in the world because he can be going up against the Usos, um, be outmatched three to one because Roman came out and attacked Dominic and still retained. Yeah. So there's a nice little commendation that really was meant more as an insult to yeah. bad writing. Yep. A bad idea from bad creative. Just garbage creative. Um, Absolute garbage. I mean, in related in my commendations, commendation to AEW for actually maintaining the surprise of Andrade. That that Nobody dirt knew. sheets didn't report it in advance, yeah. and so it was a surprise. Um, but, so, yeah. so good for them. And like, I'm excited to see AEW uh, in the future. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what NXT is bringing to the table with the return of of Adam Cole. Um, Baby. Mr. Bebe, yep. Setting up him versus Karrion Cross is going to be fun. Um, he's going to get fucking destroyed, but that's exciting. <laughs> um, there, there are like four ragdolls in Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. Like, I pray, I really pray that Keith Lee comes back at the end of that match. Like, yeah. give me somebody that I can believe in. Could beat Karrion Cross, Tommaso Ciampa. I, I, that match that he had with Cross, even though he got throttled, there's something about Tommaso Ciampa that shows grit, mm-hmm. and it's different than Johnny Football. It's different than Johnny Gargano. Heart, heart is different than grit. Heart means that that people are compassionate about your losses. Grit means, wow, he's still standing back up. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think Tommaso Champ is really good at grit, mm-hmm. and I'd love to hear him say Goldie a couple times. Yeah, I want Goldie back. Yeah, but but yeah, no, uh, fucking. <laughs> also, Balor. I mean, <laughs> that that title picture is so freaking stacked; it's not even funny. So, 
Uh, in relation to you mentioning uh, Keith Lee, uh, something to at least talk about. Keith Lee made a very, very cryptic post on on Twitter or Instagram. Oh, I didn't I see this. Was, this week. Um, uh, where, I mean, he's been um, on the different social medias hinting at what's going on. Uh, why he's not on, you know... Um, and he wouldn't exactly say why he's not on. Um, he's dealing, must be dealing with some sort of injury that's bigger than than they thought it was. But um, his, his yeah, it's a pinned tweet on Twitter. It says, I wanted to do something educational, but also inspiring to tell you guys about everything since late January. Seems that's off the table for now. So with that, I will find another way to tell you guys about everything. It simply might, simply a video of me chatting with you. We'll see. Um, so there's something going on. It sounds like he was trying to get clearance from WWE to, to announce it on air or, or something. And they, they killed that idea. And so now he's trying to figure out how to get the word out about it now but there's obviously something going on whatever is happening with keith lee uh we hope for the best for him because we love him um we see him uh on our screens and succeeding again but the the tweets uh, you know because even uh a week ago he tweeted uh, to the people offering uplifting words, I know that I appreciate you greatly and worry not. When I say I'm limitless, I mean it. I will try to find a way to explain everything in the most efficient way possible. Give me just a little more time. Um, so, like I said, there's some sort of story going on that he's either not allowed to tell right now um, or or not Sounds capable like of telling. Well, if the that'd be a really long drunk suspension. Well, you know, if if you're ask me, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a COVID related thing where he got COVID while at the performance center from one of the other wrestlers or whatever had a bad reaction to it, and WWE does not want him to admit to having a severe case of COVID for whatever reason, political reasons, you know, whatever. Um, that's one option. The other would be uh, something a la uh, CM Punk, uh, a MRSA um, infection that uh, would look bad to the WWE for for not students. sanitizing their their rings ropes enough or something, um, or something else altogether. A, a, a cancer diagnosis or something like that that he's been battling and and but the reason it's most cryptic is the way he said I had wanted to tell you about it in this way and now I'm not going to be able to which like again to me implies that he thought WWE was going to give him some mic time to talk about it and that they decided not to because they want to hide it for whatever reason um, but whatever's heading you, Keith Lee, uh, the two of us, in fact, I'll even include JLB on this without his knowledge, see the three of us, we want to see you back in the ring. We want to see you healthy. So, um, here's hoping you can 
beat this back and, and get back into the ring real soon. Um, but on that note, uh, that's all the misdemeanors and commendations that I have. Did you have anything more? No, no. Uh, uh-huh. Rumor has it that they're trying to hire Brock for a short term against Bobby Lashley. And um, <laughs> contrary to where everybody, where including myself, everybody hates the idea of Brock being back permanently. I love the idea of Brock being back for that. Here's what you and I have talked about this before on on this podcast years ago, early episodes of it. Yeah, um, we we don't I love, like. I love Brock as a part timer. Yeah, we we don't like Brock as a part time champion, but Brock showing up every once in a while to just throw people around is is tons of fun, yeah. right? Brock is a full-time wrestler, someone who's there on a regular. Hell of a lot of fun to watch. Brock, when he cares about the matches, can be one of the most entertaining wrestlers out there. Yeah. Uh, Brock, when he doesn't care, can be one of the more boring wrestlers. Creates Um, creates the most. But there is is value to Brock Lesnar throwing people out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's value to... I want to see MVP be healthy enough that he can get tossed around. Like... Um, it's unfortunate that they broke up that group because yeah. that would that would be the storyline to really have is Brock destroying first Cedric, then mm-hmm. Shelton. So now it's uh, wait that that was his friend, yeah, that was his college roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, then then showing up MVP trying to get in the middle, be like, no, you don't need to talk to him. You talk to me, and Brock throwing him around. Yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, you don't need any Heyman because it's on the, the other product line. So you don't, you don't, you don't need Heyman to come out and talk for him. Um, and the, pro- he doesn't the problem, he doesn't need to fucking say anything. The problem if they bring Heyman over for Brock is that it, it devalues the Roman thing. Um, you don't have, you don't have Brock come and say, Heyman, you want to come with me? And Heyman go, I'm with a better champion now. That doesn't work. Just it doesn't. SmackDown doesn't exist for this Brock versus Bobby Lashley setup. It just doesn't, and and that's the only way you can do mm-hmm. it. And again, four weeks of him throwing so, people um, around and then losing to Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. I'm I'm down with. Or beating him and losing at the next pay per view. Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, that's you know, I like I said, I'm fine. I'm just not. I I don't want Brock as a full time, like as a part time champion. Right, champion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But but he puts on entertaining matches when he thinks the storyline's right for it. And let's be honest, Brock versus Bobby Lashley with legitimate MMA credentials behind it, because they both had MMA careers, <clears throat> and Lashley was arguably more successful in MMA. Um, that's something I want to see. I I'm fine with that. I'm 100. And it gives us a break from. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre again. It also, if you do I have a no four-month con- four contract, it also gives you what we've talked about numerous times. I can beat him. I can beat you. He can beat me. You know, that... that, that mm-hmm. We'll call it a death triangle. We'll just call it that. I don't, I don't know yeah, where I get A death that. triangle. Yeah. But but where, where Bobby's weakness is Brock... Where Brock's weakness is Drew, where Drew's weakness is Bobby, and you could pull that off for six months, mm-hmm. and then say, "Hey, Brock, you're you're good to go, man. Just go chill for a little bit, 
and uh, we rehired Braun at a, at a lower rate, because <laughs> I have a feeling that's a contract negotiation. I really do. I feel like Braun's coming back. Well, the other side of it with Braun could be there's reports that his knees aren't in, in the best of health anymore. And it could be uh, that that he's like, I need to take some time away. And they're like, well, we're just going to cut you if you're not going to be here to wrestle. And he's like, fine. And that he's going to just go home and rehab his knees for a while and, and try yeah. to get healthy. And that's fine, too. Which gives you, you, which know. gives you really good Brock time. Brock is it, mm-hmm. Brock there for six months is, is a good move on that. Brock, and you don't put Brock. We've said this numerous times about Goldberg in the 90s, in the 2014 run, in the current run. You don't put Goldberg on a mic. No. It's stupid to put Goldberg on a mic. You just put Goldberg in a ring, have him wreck people, and go away. Yep. Brock's fine with that. They've, you don't... You can have Heyman come watch and then walk away. Like you can have Heyman long for his friendship, but you don't have you don't weaken Brock by having him say that he needs Heyman. Yeah. But on that note, we're gonna go ahead and and um, close the book on the wrestling booking unit. Uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, whatever you're using, whether you're watching the live stream or the replay of the live stream or or um, listening to it on Anchor.fm or on Apple Podcasts or whatever, right? Make sure to like it and share it with your friends and follow us on social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. It's right there, right? You can follow DA Fabe at... DA Vincent K. Fabe. Right there. Uh, but you can follow JLB at whatever the fuck he has. He's JLB420, Real Talk Radio is the brand. Real uh, Real Talk Radio at Real Talk Radio 8. He's not here to say it, so he doesn't get his full plug. Yeah, yeah, so I'll just say la. He was probably watching. That's la. probably what he was big, doing. It's probably Big Brother that, Night. Well, he probably was watching that fucking Mayweather fight. Oh. Uh. Because yeah, he does reviews on stupid shit, but he does them like four weeks late. Yeah. Well, because he takes forever to fucking edit it because he's a perfectionist and he doesn't realize that you take four months to edit something, no one gives a fuck about it. Well, you can you can be a perfectionist, but some people like the the crap. Some people like to hear a district attorney say something stupid on the live stream that hopefully got edited out of but the actual. The simple fact video. is. Yeah, he did a review of of the Tiger King documentary uh, with and me, poked... and I I was I had to hear the whole world tell me about it mm-hmm. before I finally went and watched it. Yep, and then he did it, and it still took him four weeks to post it. And here's the deal with something like the Tiger King: you gotta fucking catch catch that when it's hot, otherwise people stop talking about it and they don't care. Yeah, that's well, what I... happens, man. You, you just fucking. Edit it and get it out there, man. Anyways, so uh, that that is it for the wrestling booking unit. Uh, Again, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can see all the links in the doobly doos.
My internet connection sucks. Put that stuff in the doobly doos at the bottom. There it is. So yeah. Social media. Yep, we know. We know. You can check sucks. all those links in the doobly doos. Uh, social media, all of that stuff below, though. Uh, hey, we will survive. But like, share, and subscribe. Check the doobly doos for all of that stuff. That's redshirt.com. Patreon.com slash and order WPU. Uh, but thank you all for listening. We will see you 